What's all that? Well, you wanted to mask the sound of the car outside, but it's also the intro to our, our mm. episode I, theme. I was actually trying to signal you to uh, just w- wait for the car to pass. I know. But, I just, oh, but you I did, knew and you chose I did my own thing. to rev. I chose chaos. <laughs> to rev. <laughs> I go fast, I go hard. And so do we. Yeah. In our brand new car. <laughs> no, new to us. Uh, okay, so we missed an episode last month. That's okay. We did. That's Sorry. Okay. I know you all were out there like Chomping wringing the your fists. Where are they? I need another episode. Um, but that's because we were in the depth. Well, you in particular were in the depths of the car hunt, which was a long and arduous process, which has now come to a completion. It has been completed. And we have a new car through much trepidation. Yeah. Tell us about the Excuse me, tell us about the car. What do we get? Uh, what are they taking home? Just an old uh, Subaru Forester. We, we're now... We're in our lesbian in car our lesbian era. <laughs> our, le- our lesbianic car era. And I'm living for it. Yeah. It's like a little mini SUV. It's it's a vibe. I think it's really cute. It's, it's the thing. We haven't named it yet. Oh, no. we forgot Oh, yes, to... we named it. No, that's not the name <laughs> of Goddamn Car. <laughs> I tried to convince Teva that the perfect new name for the car was as a Subaru. And as you may or may not know, the little Subaru insignia is the Pleiades constellation or star cluster. Yeah, the Pleiades. The Pleiades. Constellation. Is it a constellation? Th- is it a constellation? I think it's just a star system. Cluster system. Okay, yeah. The, the Pleiades star system. So I thought it would be funny to name our car Mpleiades. Crickets. 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 <laughs> like... Tampa and I have an inside joke where we say "milady," which if you you, you know what "milady" is, please milady. tell me you know what "milady" is. "Milady" is like the hat tipping, you know, sort of like nerdy guy with the trembly, with the trembly, or the also known as a um, uh, fedora. Okay. It's not a fedora. It's, I, it's a not. Trimbly. It's a trembly, but anyway, known as the fedora guy who says "milady." <laughs> To try to woo the women in a polite, gentlemanly fashion. So I thought Mplady would be a really funny name, but Tumba disagrees. No. I'll never let it it go, but we're obviously not naming it that, but I'm not going to let it go I think what we should do, which we keep forgetting to do, which is what we should do when we finish doing the podcast, is I don't know how deep y'all are into aliens, but... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you did mean to do this. We have to look up the, the alien type from the Pleiades and maybe name it after one of the alien types. I'm pretty sure there's a Nordic white from the Pleiades. I'm pretty sure there's a feline type from the Pleiades. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple more. So we're going to um, name it after one of those alien Possibly, types. if there's a good name. Possibly. Possibly. Our last car was named Spore, which was such an apt and perfect name. Yeah. Because, you know, you're floating around in this world, just, just floating around. Spore, Spore looking for somewhere to colonize. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so, that's so us for real. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but this whole process of car hunting was pretty like exhausting, and to me, it seemed more intense than the last time. It was wild. A car. Oh, it's definitely it's wild more out intense. there. Like uh, you've probably heard, like during pandemic or whatever, like used car prices like skyrocketed, and they still are pretty fucking wild. Like people out there were like charging like six grand for a Honda Civic, nineteen ninety six. Like four grand for a car that like had major problems. They yeah. they be like, runs great, has engine knock. Yeah, right. it'll what be like fuck are you runs great, about? just needs new cylinder head. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> like crazy, crazy. And they people want like thousands of dollars for like these shit boxes that need probably that um, the uh, same amount of that they're charging in repairs. But then um, the other thing that is abound is abounded in the used car arena is um, car flippers. I think five years ago when you bought Spore, it was more by owner or like yeah. used, sale, used sales. Like when you're on Craigslist or, yeah. or like Facebook Marketplace or OfferUp. Offer these places where, yeah, it's usually for sale by owner kind of traditionally. You're like, yeah, you can get a better deal there because you can bypass the fucking dealership markup and and, and the usual if it is truly by owner they have records of the car service yeah someone so you that hopefully what... took care of the car and all that but yeah now there's like these terrible car flippers they're not even like buying a car fixing it up and then selling it they literally they're going like, to auctions probably yeah they cop, get cop they auctions. get like a dealership uh dealership 
license or something like that whatever you need to go to a dealership only auction and they buy like these cars and then turn around and like upcharge way for them and then don't don't, don't actually fix any of the shit on them. Don't fix anything. Don't necessarily problems. know what's wrong with them. Lie, lie yeah. about some of it. And yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty gnarly. We I think the first one we went on together, the guy didn't mention that it was a car that had been smoked in. Oh, by the oh, I, first thing I did when I sat down was turn on the AC. The AC, AC doesn't didn't work. work. Didn't mention that. Uh, the front like headlight. There's something with the the driver. What was the it? The fog lights. The fog lights. Come on. I mean, at least there was documentation of, like, the timing belt and water pump being changed. Many, yeah, many of these, that's, like, the first question I, I asked for a lot of them. It's like, when's the last time the timing belt water pump well, pump's been changed? And people are like, I don't know. Which, like... If they even answer which, at like, all. Which, like, you know, it's been really eye-opening and interesting to watch you go through this process. Because I wouldn't know what to look for when I, if I bought a car. I've never bought in a car. The only thing, I, only thing I've ever got is a... Um, an RV, when I lived in an RV back in 2013, I bought an RV. 2014, I bought an RV. Um, and I didn't know what to look for. So I'm really, like, impressed that you know what to ask about. And what, I mean, like, I mean, you actually maintain your vehicles, so you know. Through trial and error, just to be fair, the very first car I bought, I bought in an auction. I kind of knew that I was supposed to check the timing belt and water pump. I didn't. It The timing belt snapped fucking... That it was an interference engine, so it, like, ruined the whole engine. I had to put a new engine in this car. Oof. So, yeah, ever you since learned, then, I'm, you're like, more very, like, vigilant, like, about, vigilant it. about that yeah. shit after... I mean, there is that. Once you've gone through those car problems, usually... I just you'll didn't become know then, but, yeah, yeah, no. And sometimes you can't know until you go through it. But I've learned a lot through this process. And I think both of us learned through the process, too, about this rampant car flipping. Which, mm. like, after that first one... We didn't know he was a car flipper until we got home. And then I mentioned, I was like, you know what, Tom? I think he's a, I think he's flipping. And then he texted you shortly after I said that. Oh, by the way, I have some other cars if you want to check them out. Yeah. And I was like, I knew it. Cause it was like, he had just like, a, it was his vibe. He was like an old dude. You know, he was like nice enough. He was, but he was like immediately sweet talking me and like, there was just like a vibe to it where I was like, what is this? This is a nice old man selling his car. Definitely had used car salesman energy. Used car salesman energy. And I didn't really like clock it until all the problems started coming up and he was kind of trying to like, you know, I mean, he was offering us less money and less money, but. Uh, it was still just very suspect and I was like I don't think this is going to be worth the, ga- <laughs> the gamble but um uh yeah and then there was uh I mean you saw what so what we what, what did we see four four cars total till you find what found one something like that yeah four or five not to, <clears throat> which is nothing to say nothing of all the correspondence and stuff and trying to figure out if people were flippers oh or... i've been i've been going into my my facebook messages and deleting all the ones that yeah. mess at least on facebook market 100? marketplace not a hundred but 30 40 yeah and so many Inquiries, of them were just like, oh, I don't know. I don't dead know. ends. or I don't know. Yeah. There were so many people, like, once you start asking about the vehicle history, like, just don't respond back to. Right. Right. And, I mean, you can tell in some of those things, because you go look at their profile, you can see what else they're yeah, selling. Yeah. If all they're selling is cars, you're like, mm, flipper. And then I looked it up, because I was like, well, is this a is this a rampant new thing? I think I mentioned to you, I was like, maybe it's a TikTok thing, because, like, I'll come I'll get a TikTok on my for you page that's like here's an amazing way to make money in a side hustle that'll you'll be making a hundred grand more a year like this kind of you know bullshit mm-hmm. scammy kind of tiktoks get rich quick scheme things that have been around forever and i was like you know what i bet happened i bet someone has been making viral tiktoks about car flipping and <laughs> all these people are doing it now because tiktok is you know so highly influential but then i looked it up and there's just everything I think I looked up, like, is car flipping on the rise or is car flipping more popular now? And there were so many articles about how to flip a car as a side hustle. So something happened, something changed where people realized that they could do it. Because I think it's only, like, it's, like, up, up to a certain amount you don't need a license to 
like you can do six vehicles at a time i think mm-hmm. and you don't need a used car license but you know where you're procuring them you can't but, go to auction to yeah you can't Obviously, go to the dealer only auction but you can go that's on where craigslist. you get them yeah. cheap from the dealer only auctions i mean you could go on craigslist and get the ones that have terrible problems and you're all you're trying to do all these these car flipping articles said like all you're trying to do is make like a thousand bucks profit on each one that's mm-hmm. the that's the thing so it's like Okay, you find one that someone's selling it for super cheap because they know it has problems. You buy it, you sell it for a thousand bucks more, and you sell six of those a week, and you're making six grand a week. You know, yeah. so that's like that's <clears throat> the hustle, I guess. Um, but yeah, icky. I mean, icky because like for us, it's like we are people with not much money, and you're like <laughs> literally could be ruining someone's life by selling them a shit box a car. <laughs> it's really like it. it, it I got really irate at one of them after we not irate but like I got ru- I was rude to the person once yeah. we realized we had um, we had rented like a little e car. There's like a low income car rental service in LA. Maybe we'll talk about that a little more lately. But anyway, we drove out to this one like Huntington Beach, which is like an hour away, hour and a yeah, half. Yeah, a little over an hour from it was us. like rush hour. Um, so we went there and it became like almost immediately apparent that it was a flip situation and that the person had lied to you. Yeah. Well, originally, so I asked this person before we even left multiple times if the check engine light was on because they didn't answer the first time. And I was like, I'm not coming down unless you tell me like what the status of the check engine light is. And I was like, no. So we get there. The person I was talking to was a guy, and the person that showed up with the car was a, a, a someone who said she was his sister. The check engine light wasn't on at first. She left the car running. Which is also a red flag we learned about in this process. Turned it off, turned it back on, check engine light. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I was just really annoyed at that point. I was like, mm-hmm. we just drove down here. And it wasn't easy to get the e-car. It's a whole situation um, to do that, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It just, it annoys me that people, you know, it's poor people preying on poor people, probably, most Mm, of the time. Most of the time, yeah. Which really frustrates me, um, and is not that uncommon, but it's, it's frustrating, you know, to be on the receiving end of getting scammed by another person who's trying to, you know, make it, make make it it in this soul crushing machine, you know, but yeah, yeah, I was, I was pretty annoyed. She was like, well, we have more cars if you don't want to do this one. And I was like, no, we're not coming. We just drove like an hour and a half. We're not coming to see more cars. (laughs) Like we don't want to see your cars. Like, what are you, what are you thinking? Um, yeah, just, um, really like sad and I don't know. Yeah, it was kind of depressing. You were not doing, like, yeah, you were not very happy during the time that you were looking every single day. Yeah. All day. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people just take out a loan and get a car or whatever, but that's just not really a feasible option for us. I mean, we could, but, I mean, we're also thinking of, like, Leaving in a year, moving, yeah, out of the country. Which, yeah, it's no, there's, it's no point in taking out a fucking loan for that. Yeah, but it all turned out okay. Turned out okay. It sounds like the vehicle we got is is gonna get us through the time we have last year. I, I mean, hopefully nothing major pops up in that mm-hmm. time. <laughs> and you are able to mountain bike again. Yes, I'm very stoked to be able to mountain bike at my own leisure and. And all the things that have been kind of difficult about three months without a car in L.A., you know? I mean, things that, like, I definitely take for granted. Things that weren't as difficult. Like, when I moved here and I was, you know, without a car for two years, it's just, like, that's just how life was. And I was fresh out of New York where I was used to walking everywhere. Mm -hmm. Walking an hour or two a day, you know? But once you get used to that, like, car life here, it psychologically does become a little more difficult i mean i feel like if i didn't if i wasn't doing stuff out of the city you'd be fine fine biking everywhere yeah and i think we talked about that we were like like the main the main car use is i mean it's you being able to bike and us being able to go on little trips trips yeah i want to go camping i want to go yeah yeah um 
But yeah, I think that was something we said when we started looking. I was like, I'm not going to be searching for a car for like the next six months. Like yeah. if we don't find something in the next couple months, that's it. I'm selling my bike and we'll just... Yeah. Make it work till we leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I am, I, I mean, it, it's, it's a luxury. The thing, it, it, it feels like a necessity here, but it is also a luxury. And we did do without. And I mean, I guess some of the things we figured out that we could do were, were like, it was help, helpful knowledge and information. Yeah. Like we started taking the bus to get groceries because I couldn't handle the first grocery trip on bike. It was like... I still prefer to go grocery shopping <laughs> yeah, on bike. <laughs> it's a little too much, uh, a little too much hauling, backpacking for me. Builds character. <laughs> yeah. Strong legs. It just makes me ordering and angry. You like strong legs. I like your strong legs. <laughs> like, uh, it makes me too these, ordering. These yams, you got strong yeah, legs too. I know. Get it. We want to see them back. Quad definition. Mm, nah. Corny. Yeah, for, for you, but it just makes me let mad. Me, let me jizz on your yams. <laughs> you really just said that on the podcast. I did. <laughs> um, but we took the bus for some of that stuff. Um, we also, and I, I uh, my coworker told me that you can apply for like low cost bus fare which i applied for and i got like you get free 90 days which now i don't need to use but i guess i could good there's some cases where like like i went and visited a friend in beverly hills last week and i was like i should have just taken the bus there's nowhere to park in beverly hills yeah parking over there's i had to walk 15 minutes for my parking outrageous. spot yeah it was silly actually there was parking at the four seasons but she just didn't know and didn't tell me oh <laughs> so i didn't have to do all that thanks <laughs> but anyway <laughs> Really, even if you're not like staying there, I think it's it's low. It didn't cost that much. It was like oh. fourteen bucks for three hours, which is pretty good for Beverly Hills. Fourteen bucks for three hours—that's expensive. Is it? I yeah. don't know. I to me, I was like, it's Beverly Hills. That must be cheap. That's expensive. Oh well, good. I didn't pay for it. I still just walked. But yeah, the bus would have been better for that. Honestly, um, there's certain things where like I'm glad we were doing public transit because it reminded me that I kind of love it. Mm-hmm. In some ways, I love taking the train. We took the train a few times. We did, yeah. I'm not a bus person. I'm a tr- train and bike person. Yeah, and I prefer <laughs> the bus. I like prefer bus and walking. If I had to choose, we did talk about that in the last one, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I we did that. We also figured out that there's like a that the city provides kind of like an Uber service. We didn't end up using it, but I did sign up for the app and tried to figure out yeah. how to use it. It doesn't really service our neighborhood. But it services a corner that's like a 20-minute walk from our house. So we could have used There's it. There's a pickup. Yeah. There's like a pickup location. Yeah. On like the edge of a border. So we could have used that. And those are a dollar a ride. And you use it like Lyft. You just sign up for your... You choose a time and meet the person at the pickup point. It's kind of like Lyft. It's kind of like a minibus. Yeah. It has like, more... But it'll take you exactly where you want to go. It's like Lyft. But you have to pick up and drop off in the operating bubble yeah 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 so it's not like you can go and you can't hop neighborhoods so it's like you can only go within that neighborhood but so that's cool i think it's called um metro link metro micro yeah that's it metro micro so i have the app maybe i'll use it one day i don't know it's kind of nice to know that that exists and then the other thing what's the car one called um the car is called blue link mobility or link mobility i think Mm. um and this is also like a taxpayer funded initiative. It's uh, they have two tiers. There's like a low income tier and a regular tier. And the low income tier, um, I qualified for, and it's a dollar a month for a membership. And then it's, I think it was twenty four dollars for five hours. Mm-hmm. And it's an electric car, so you don't pay for gas, you don't pay for insurance. There's no other fees. It's so it's twenty uh, Chevy. Bolt. It was a Chevy Bolt, which was like kind of terrifying to drive in a way, because <laughs> like I'm not used to the feeling of electric vehicles and all the doodads and stuff. But I guess I got used to it. Um, yeah, so we did that, and that was kind of great to know that that exists too. Yeah, Twenty four bucks for five hours, like yeah, I would have used that more if we'd known about it sooner mm-hmm. to get groceries and stuff. I think we could have yeah. made use of that, um, and that would have been more comfortable than the bus, more comfortable than biking. And not that expensive. Cheaper than an Uber or a Lyft. Way cheaper. Because I think we took a, a Lyft. We had a performance a few weeks back. And like... Oh, yeah. How I much? like to get there cute when I'm going to a performance. You know, I don't. <laughs> I want to roll in cute, not roll in like stressed out 
from biking or whatever. But we did take the train back. We did, yeah. Yeah, and then walked home from there. Um, but yeah, the lift was expensive. It was like uh, it's like fourteen bucks one way. Yeah, to go like. To go for like twenty four minutes. Miles. Yeah. Not even. <laughs> so yeah, even like the car could have been better in that instance. Except we were there for a few hours, but. Um. Yeah. I'm really glad we had that experience. It's a really good reminder of like what a privilege it is to have a car here. How many people don't and, and never have. Yeah. And, and you get used to, you do get used to the mo- mobile options available. And there are more now than there were nine years ago when I moved here too. Yeah. But we also went to the club on our bikes, which we do do that sometimes when it's like, downtown right yeah because it's easier than parking a lot of times but it always puts a cramp in my style yeah mimi which gets me very upset she's like i can't wear anything cute if i bike (laughs) yeah and i and i dress you and i can't put you in exact like i wanted to put you in a cute little dress one night and i was like you can't bike i'll bike in a dress but it might ruin. but it's my dress and it might ruin yeah it might which i'm not too happy about (laughs) you know but but we may do we got out we got out a good amount considering that like it's just never to me it's never as cute or easy i can never wear exactly what i want to wear um when i have to bike to the club but we made it work you don't get to be a passenger princess either well and that's the biggest part of all you love to be a passenger princess now i am a passenger princess i don't love to it's just who i am you can sit in your tuffet (laughs) it's my birthright and look at the window smooth brain style I have my little like medicine cabinet down below with my lipstick and my hand lotion, nail clippers, <laughs> dental floss, all the, your, all your the tra- trappings <laughs> of a pillow princess. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm very grateful. I'm also really grateful that you like to drive so much because I get a little stressed out. I get a little distracted driving in LA. Um, but yeah, what was the other thing? Uh. We found the other day, just back on the subject of flippers, remember I was... Oh, yeah. I was uh, on... <laughs> hotel flippers. Yes, I was on my phone and I was like, wait, is this real? Apparently, hotel room flipping is a thing now. As far as I can tell, it was an ad that came up because I think I'm looking to book... We're looking to book a hotel coming up here in a few weeks. So now I get hotel ads and this was one of them. You can... Basically, from what I get gathered from like a glance is people are pre-booking hotel rooms way 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 in advance when they're super cheap and then they can go on to this other third-party website and sell the hotel rooms that they've already <laughs> booked for more like what <laughs> it's so out of control Shit's wild. it's like this really is like an epidemic flipping man which um yeah which i guess brings us to our next uh I mean- topic I guess, oh, I was going to say, I guess f- flipping in one way or another has been around for a while, though, because there's always, like, yeah. like for, like, concert tickets or whatever, there's always yeah. people who buy, like, a bunch and then sell them, like, for more at the event. Yeah, and maybe it's not, maybe it's, like, wrong to call everything flipping, because reselling is one thing. Yeah. I guess hotel room is not, that's more like reselling than flipping. Yeah. Flipping is specifically when you, like theoretically make repairs yeah fix a thing up fix a thing up to sell it for more yeah which like is not always what happens but that's in theory what flipping is yeah i mean yeah i wouldn't have a problem with flipping if it was like you actually made the thing better right but so much especially with like yeah houses which i guess maybe is the most popular flipping but people most a lot most of the people that are doing that are not doing like quality renovations they're just doing the cheapest right surface level bullshit well to make the most profit yeah. as, as is uh you know as is the custom as is the capitalism, <laughs> the capitalism yeah um but flipping but so let's talk about our recent flip <laughs> and what's that <laughs> Um, so what I'm doing, this is a little pro, this is a little side hustle I'm doing, a little project I'm doing. Um, I'm taking our sick chicken and I'm doing some repairs on her, you know, like addressing some wounds, some maladies, and then we're going to actually flip her into a delicious, um, fried chicken sandwich. (laughs) 
which you know sold at a premium obviously we want to like get our money back yeah on everything we spent first it'll have to be like three thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> we didn't spend that much i hope we didn't chickens. spend that much on the chicken <laughs> um yes uh so our chickens uh where do we start chicken I guess, update chicken update let's start with the chicken update so where we left off um the chickens were producing really really well this time last year yeah you all we had a we had an abundance of eggs. We which had is a great. we had a deviled egg party. We had so many eggs. We had to give them away to the neighbors, give them away to friends, have a party where we are stuffing them into people's faces, and a bun overabundance, an annoying amount of eggs. And then this year, probably since around January, egg production just dropped. Nosedive. I think zero. We've to, talked to zero. about the like raccoon yeah. attack. We have. I think that was the that was the big turning point. Stop laying. After the raccoon attack, because they were stressed out because of that. And then the rains came, too, though. Yeah. We and had that was the, something you looked up that, like, darker... Darker, wetter times. Well, just darker times. Gloomier days affect yeah. their um, hormones, their cycle. The Their circadian rhythm, yeah. too, throws it off. It throws it off, and so they'll, they'll often produce less when it's gloomier, darker... Rainy. Yeah, just the kind of weather we had all winter was... The kind of thing that I think would throw them off. Yeah, because it, they yeah, spent this, more time inside. This has been the wettest, wettest yeah. winter I've had in LA in like thirteen years. Yeah, and you said long. you said some other people who have chickens said they they saw something similar. Uh, yeah, yeah. That it might we might not be the only ones. Um, but yeah, it's been really bad when they did finally lay. One of them laid first a fairy egg, which is a super tiny egg with no yolk wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I believe so. And then there were no eggs for another couple months. And then recently, like a week or two ago... It was more than that. Uh, Maybe a month ago. No, two or three weeks. Uh. Um, one of them laid a giant egg. like the, Giant. Like, it looked like a duck egg. <laughs> um, if you could imagine the size comparison, it was... A really, really big egg. Like, oof, that had to have hurt. Um, especially after not laying <laughs> like, for so girl, long. Girl, you wrecked your cloaca. Then, uh, we were like, okay. So, I guess, fa- rewinding a little, we also said at some point in here, after like four four months of not laying eggs, we said, okay, I guess if they're done with their laying, we can't keep them. We can't it's time keep- to eat them. It's time to eat them. They are like... Three years into their life cycle, that's when egg production generally starts to decline drastically anyway. Um, we don't want to keep, like, buying feed, uh, getting whatever the extra care stuff we need to get them. Like, we need to make a plan for when is the end of our chicken adventure coming, mm-hmm. right? So we said, okay, if they if they don't stop, if they don't start laying, once this feed bag is done, we're going to call the chickens. But then they laid this one big egg. <laughs> and we were like, okay, I guess they we're got back. The, we're back. We baby. got the message. They're back. Then I decided to eat the egg the next day. I cracked the egg and um, I don't know how to describe it, but it, lo- it looked like a giant clump of meaty tissue was in the middle of it and it was really disgusting i think i I think i retched a little bit and i was like what the fuck i cooked it up i let them eat it um but then i later looked at like what the meaty tissue was i was really disgusted at first but then later i got curious and i went and i retrieved it and it was actually a mal a half formed egg inside so what it was was a double egg which is pretty rare in the chicken world, but I guess that's what this was. It means there was like a cloaca malfunction where a half-formed egg got sucked up into a egg that was forming farther up the oviduct. Is it called an oviduct? Uh, I'm not sure. I can't remember either. But um, yeah, it was like a weird, like mushed-up little half half-formed egg shell with the membrane intact. And anyway, that was really gross. But that was the last egg that they've laid, and. Now, we, I guess like a week or two ago now, noticed that Darcy was looking a little... Her comb was like flopped over, which is an indication that they're sick. That something's wrong. Yeah. And she had 
sauerkraut? Sauerkraut. I thought she had sauerkraut. Now I think I'm starting to think like maybe she had the other malady then, but she might have died. But she did have like the... Fluffy, floppy crop. Her crop was like, yeah, full. I had gone out and like picked her up for some reason and I noticed that her crop felt like a water balloon. And I was like, that's weird. And her comb was flopped over. So I was like, that's really weird. At first I just thought she was dehydrated because that's one thing that the floppy comb can be. Then I looked up sauerkraut and I was like, well, it does feel like everything. And sauerkraut is what? Like a bad bacteria in the crop? That's yeah, like it's an imbalance of bacteria in the, in the crop. And the crop is where they like store their food until they're ready to digest it, basically. It's like a pre-stomach or something, right? I think so, yeah. Um, so the digestion doesn't start there, but it just kind of sits there. Um so then I looked up how what to do about a sauerkraut because sauerkraut can be bad, and I did this thing where I like massaged the juice out of her crop, which was awful. You sat and <laughs> Temba sat and helped and watched, and it was like basically her vomiting upside down. And then I'm just now realizing though, like maybe she didn't have sauerkraut, and maybe we made her vomit for no reason, because I also looked it up, and sauerkraut is supposed to smell really, really bad. Oh yeah. And I don't think it really smelled that bad. Yeah, and I don't remember it smelling that bad. Nevertheless, she seemed fine afterwards, and she was, like, a little hypnotized, but <laughs> she more or less went back to her normal state. And then what happened? I'm exhausted. The chickens are just so much. <laughs> They're, like, not that much until they are. Yeah. They're mostly self-sufficient until... <laughs> Excuse me. So then the nightmare happened uh, three nights ago, maybe. Friday night. I just got back from doing laundry. And why? I put her... Oh, I was going to like lock... I lock them in at night. And I usually check to make sure that they're sitting up on their roost because one of them doesn't regularly do that. So I sometimes have to put her Stacey's up on the roost. Stacy's a bad girl. Stacy's bad, but not as bad as Darcy anymore. <laughs> but this, t- this night, Stacy wasn't in the egg box... Darcy was in the egg box, which is very unusual. And I was like, why is Darcy in the egg box? That's not normal. And I watched her for a little... Or I tried to put her up on the roost and she fell off. She was super, like, limp and, like, ooh, like it's Really not normal for Not her. normal. She's super unsteady. She's usually very, like, vigorous and, like, energetic. Um, so that was weird. And then I noticed her abdomen was really, like, bloated feeling almost. So I was like, oh no, what is this? I looked it up, as I do with every chicken thing. <laughs> I'm so grateful that there's such a, like... The internet's wealth, great. Wealth of information. Um, and from what I could tell, it was, like, maybe, like, an egg-bound. Symptoms of egg-binding, which is where the egg gets stuck. And I, stuck. And I was like, well, that would make sense, because they're not laying. Mm-hmm. And they've had... They've pa- someone passed a weird egg, so egg-binding would make sense. So I brought her inside. I was nervous you were going to be mad at me for bringing her inside. Because, <laughs> like, you have said adamantly no chickens in the house. Mom. No animals in the house. <laughs> um, but I was like, this is kind of do or die. Because if she's egg bound, she'll die from it if I don't do something about it. So I made her, like, a little bowl of water. And I put her in there. And I started massaging her tummy. Because that's what you're supposed to kind of get it hot and relaxed. I had the whole room filled with steam. And I started massaging her, and then she... Is this too much detail? I don't know. You don't have to go into hyper detail. I'm doing that, but I can stop if, <laughs> if it's, it's too up much. up to you. <laughs> <laughs> Just recounting it, because it's, like, really kind of, like, upset me in a big way. <laughs> Honestly, it's been really upsetting. I know. Um, okay, we'll cut to the chase. She started shitting. I kept massaging her. She's in a pool of water, and then I noticed there were little maggots swimming around in the water and I was like huh that's weird so I started isolating the maggots thinking oh she must have worms oh no she has a parasite I don't know why I thought the maggots were worms or parasites or something you know yeah um and then I like put her down on the floor for some reason I don't even remember why I guess to massage her some more and then for some reason I like lifted up her tail enough to see a writhing uh, cesspool of maggots <laughs> eating holes into her body just 
hundreds, hundreds of them. And I freaked out because <laughs> it was the most terrifying thing I've ever <laughs> fucking witnessed. And I was like, ah, ah. And I grabbed my phone with my shitty little chicken hands. It was so gross. And I couldn't think of like what to look up. So I just looked up maggots on cloaca or something like that. Maggots above cloaca. And then I learned what fly strike was. Long story short. So tell us what fly strike is. Uh, fly strike is happens to usually livestock, birds, or sheep. Anything that Rabbits. has like a lot of feathers or fur or hair or shit. Um, I'm getting there. Something with a lot of, that's very fluffy, where the when the animal poops, like the poop can get stuck in the hair or the feathers. And then flies lay their egg. Like flies are attracted to shit, and then they lay their eggs there. And then the eggs hatch into maggots, and the maggots start to like burrow into the animal's flesh, and that's what fly strike is. So it's basically maggots eating an animal alive, because they'll start with the dead skin, but they don't stop with the dead skin. Yeah. They, they eat until they turn into a fly, I guess. Until they, yeah, gather enough energy to, like, move from the larval <laughs> stage to the adult stage. Um, so then I saw everything about fly strike, and it said that it's very important to act fast because it can kill the animal within 24 hours due to the toxins that are in some kinds of fly, uh, yeah, fly maggots. Yeah, the maggots, maggots have some kind of toxin in it that can kill. Or it could just be that animals. they burrow into the guts, into the actual body. Yeah, cavity, they, they can cause, cause a wound, a life-threatening wound, or pro- probably infection is the reason why many creatures yeah. die. Because, yeah, as they burrow, you know, they can be. But some infected. of them can burrow into their organs, and then yeah. they have organ failure as well. So you have to act really fast. And, yeah, I was freaking out, obviously, reading that. Because I had never... We've had chickens for three and a half years now. I'd never... Three never years. Never been a problem. Yeah, well, I've never heard of fly strike. And that's, you know, due to maybe we didn't do due diligence and research every single malady that a chicken can get. We kind of well, just did things as they came. I feel know? like that's that's pretty normal, though. Like, people with pets, like, it's you don't know about the problem until it's a problem, yeah. kind of. Which is also part of why we have chickens. Is like we're we did all of this to learn. Yeah. And the realities of like, I don't know. Could you would you call it animal husbandry or is it just like mm. livestock? I mean, husbandry is like keeping. when you're breeding. Oh, yeah, yeah, animal keeping. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So then I guess the the options that I had was to like. I mean, what I wanted to do was be able to just like kill them all in one fell swoop. Would have been great, but that's not really a possibility with maggots. The only way to kill them is boiling water, and I can't pour boiling water on her, like, poor, pained cloaca. <laughs> her, like, ugh. God, it's such a horror story. It's such a, like, horrific image seared in my mind. Um, so what I ended up having to do, which took me a while to gather my, like, senses and get around oh. to it, was I had to tweeze with a tweezer one by one each maggot, put it in boiling water, um, yeah, so I did that for, I don't know, a couple hours, hours, laying on the bathroom floor, her shitting while I'm doing it with my face inches away from her cloaca. Gross. Uh, yeah. And the maggots, not to mention the maggots. Maggots. <laughs> Sorry, honey. Thank you for doing that. I was stuck at work. I was freaking out and I didn't even want to tell you, like, of course I was tempted to show you that video, but I was like, do not send him the place. The fucking writhing maggots on the cloaca <laughs> video while he's at work. Like, that would be just rude. So I didn't. But I was really going through it by myself, laying on the floor with all the shit in the water. <sighs> um, but that was all. that's the only thing you can do is take them off one by one. So that was all that, you know, I could do. Then I guess we I put her in a box. And we kept her inside overnight. And uh, now we have been checking her for maggots every day. Well, I guess I have. You're helping hold her because yeah. it's hard to handle the chicken. She's got her. She's lively. She's, she's not sick now. Yeah. Uh, and just, yeah, over the last, what is it, three days? Yeah. 
Yeah, she's definitely like she's recovering. She's yeah, not way more door. sprightly. Like the first night, yeah, she I was thought just she was on death door. She was just kind of laying down when we had her inside. Like you have to keep her kind of <clears throat> inside, away from so f- more flies don't like lay more eggs into like the open wounds and all that shit. Or so the other hen doesn't mm, cannibalize doesn't her. Yeah, yeah, because they'll, um, they'll go for wounds. But yeah, every day she's had more energy and like this today she's like trying to jump out of the box the yeah. whole time <laughs> yeah like, so okay we, so we reintegrated her today we got um some spray that i think is helping a lot yeah, to antibiotic keep, spray to help to keep the wound um clean and clean and healing and like from today to, to yesterday to today like a world of difference. Markedly different. All yeah. the skin is healing back. She so the maggots got in her really deep, which is why I was really really worried the other day. I was like, I don't know if she's gonna make it. They got in. How do I mean that's that's at least a knuckle deep, right? Yeah, that's like an inch, a little more than an inch. There's like one wound, uh, where they burrowed an inch in, like at least an inch or two, an inch and a half wide and an inch deep, and it's not cool looking like and i was really confused that night i like looked up on the internet like anatomy of a cloaca because i was like is that normal for her to have like an inch wide pocket next to her cloaca Mm. and i was trying to convince myself that it was normal (laughs) (laughs) because it was so horrifying yeah yeah that's normal i really thought it was normal because i was like so horrified that the maggots had eaten an inch into her body um but today I looked at it and it's healing up all new skin is coming in there's no new maggots I only found one extra maggot after the original extraction yeah Yeah. so (laughs) we seem to be good she had so much energy this morning and also Stacy was experiencing separation anxiety like sad like chickens don't like to be alone they're very social yeah they're like flock animals so Stacy was clearly getting distressed and like calling out for Darcy so Looked like today she had enough energy and it was healed enough that we felt comfortable reintegrating her. And she did great. Yeah. Just gonna probably check her for the next few days. Yeah. We'll just keep checking, keep spraying, keep making sure like that it's not getting poopy poopy back there. Because yeah. otherwise the flies will come back and lay some more. And we have to, well, yeah. I think part of that we learned too is like they have to actively take anti anti fly anti fly measures. Or, yeah, yeah, we didn't know that. I think we've kind of just assumed that flies are a part of livestock having, and now that this has happened, now that I know fly strike is a thing, reading all that fly strike stuff, they're like the best thing you can do is prevent flies. Yeah, which seems impossible in an outdoor area, but there are methods you can employ some deterrents. Some deterrents. I think there's also been maybe more flies too because it's been cooler because of all the rain and overcast. Yeah, that this winter was because normally, yeah, I mean especially summertime. Like now, when it starts to get a lot hotter and sunnier, the flies don't come out as much when it's like hot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but since it's been so rainy here this winter, there's really been like a more favorable climate mm. for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the funny part about the whole thing, the thing that's been really fucking with my head today specifically mm. is being like, wow, I did it. I saved her life. And in about a week, when the food runs out, we're going to kill her. <laughs> like, that's really kind of fucking me up. Not in, like, an, like, a severe, you know, not in, like, a serious way. But in, a, like, this whole process is very novel and new to me of having pets that you're planning on eating. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't really think of them as pets. It's not like we, like, walk them and, like, hang out with them and, like pet them all the time no they're they're livestock well it's kind of like i was saying the other day though is maybe it's because there's only two of them we have like lore and like personalities and like little storylines that we've like ascribed to them in our like daily going on on the farm you know Mm -hmm. whereas if it was a flock if it was like a, a large number of hens we might not have that same like 
personal story about each individual hen and i guess we might we might we might we're we're very creative (laughs) we're very creative people um and edgelords to be sure but um (laughs) but i think that's and and i'm not saying that as like it's not the same emotional attachment as say my dearly beloved and deceased cat you know yeah but i do think it's more intimate than I expected, particularly when I was taking when I've been taking care of her these past few days mm-hmm. and showing the kind of like, you know, soothing behavior that you'd show in, a, in any creature you're trying to like take care of. It's very like kind of like whiplashy for me to be like, oh, I'm taking care of you. I'm saving your life. And like, cool, they're there. It's OK. It's OK. Like this kind of like nurturing behavior with an animal that we're going to shortly thereafter kill it's like very just a new experience for me you know Mm -hmm. to go from that to that and you know full disclosure i have had to mercy kill pets in the past um and that is something i guess i believe you sometimes have to do as an animal owner yeah Uh, and, and it's a like awful experience this is not the same though I mean, we, we got them with the intent that right. we're going to eat their eggs and then we're going to eat them. Yep. And we're sticking to that. And that's not going to change. We have considered maybe not eating Darcy, like you were saying the other night, because if she is s- still unwell when we butcher She's, her. Yeah, infected or sick. Or... If we If we look at her body and it appears to be like... I mean, there's there's possibly uh, gangrene or some other like topical infection on her skin. Like that, we're not gonna want to eat that. You know? No. Um, I don't know that there's gangrene, but I guess it's a possibility depending a on possibility. how bad the infection or how bad the the wound if is. If she had, yeah, we're not positive if there was an infection or not. But yeah, I mean, yeah, the the cloaca area was clearly inflamed. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. That's an infection. But yeah, I mean, I think we're going to have to make that decision. But it was always our intention to go through have the full... Have a nice chicken dinner. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say I've always been somewhat disgusted by the idea of eating them. I'm not so certain that I'm going to be enjoying that meal. I mean, I hope they taste good. I hope yeah. they're not too stringy. Well, have you... <laughs> I mean... Ugh. The difference between Darcy and Stacy is kind of shocking. Like Dar- Stacy is like twice as big. I know Stacy's big. She's brown. She feels like plump and juicy. Darcy feels like a skinny little bag of bones. And maybe she's been sick for a while. Maybe that's why she's so small. Just... I mean, she's always been small though. She has, yeah. And I always, just, I always talk to her body. A... Yeah, that's her body type. It's different. Not to shame, not to skinny shame Darcy <laughs> or whatever. Um... Twig we like those. Chicken. We like those thick chickums. <laughs> thickum chickums. Thickum chickum. Um. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna uh, enjoy eating the chickens. But that being said, this is what we decided to do, and I am interested in following it through and seeing the whole process through. You know. Yeah. Um, and we're getting close. Uh, got a bag of food that you know, unless they start laying an egg a day. They could. I doubt <laughs> What it. if, like, the day before they both plop out eggs? I mean, I have this, like, I have this theory. I had this theory when we were dealing with Darcy's sauerkraut that, like, she was creating, like, she was trying to, like, create an emotional bond. Like, they have a plan because they've been on strike for so long. And then we've been, you know, breaking the strike by, like, tell- telling them that, like, if they don't lay that that's it they're good we're gonna call them which is true you know but this is part of the lore right oh. um and then one of them pushed out that giant egg and i was like okay that was one of the that was one of their attempts to like negotiate at the <laughs> at the union ta- the unionizing table or whatever and then the other one is i was like what if darcy was faking sauerkraut to like inure herself to me emotionally so i'm sitting there with you like, okay i got you i'll take care of you and then i'm like i can't do it i can't kill her tumba no like she was actually Tugging on my heartstrings is another tactic. Oh, yeah, I'll do the chop. You are going to do the chop. 
Um, but but we're but the other there's a whole process we started studying now that it's coming like close to butcher time. Um, it's like a whole thing. We don't have anything to add to that. Oh, it's <laughs> it's 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 gonna be different. But I mean, I've butchered an entire deer. It's not gonna be as have I, as have I. But I do think. I do think, um, I mean, the deer I butchered was a roadkill, so that was like an incidental kill. Um, I've just never butchered and eaten anything that I've also, like, nurtured and tended in this way, Mm. you know? And that is just, like, a little different to me, I guess. But it's coming up. It's coming up. Coming right up. First you extract the maggots, then you make the fried chicken sandwich. And that's how you do a chicken flip. Wow. <laughs> yep. So that's that's my new side hustle. Chicken, chicken flipping. flipping. Yep. We did fix it up though. They can't say that we sold them a maggot infested chicken. <laughs> right? We did take care of that. Yeah. That little issue. So we're we're good, honest, ethical chicken flippers. Well, we're not selling them to anyone. We're just yeah. now we're flipping them for ourselves. We're just eating them. We're transmogrifying the living being chicken to the nourishing chicken dinner. I mean, how are we going to cook them? I think that's part of what we have to plan and prepare too. Like, I, I guess know. we can just roast. Roast. I think there's something like. I, I don't want to. I don't want to see their little body like that. I would that. like to deep fry them, but we don't have a no. deep fryer. No. Just like yeah. Put a bunch of oil in a pot on the camp stove out there, but I think it would take too long. Yeah, nah. So that is the car flip and fly strike report. That's it. (laughs) That's it. That's life right now. Mm, Yeah, perhaps the next podcast will be talking about uh, butchering and eating the chickens and what that's like. It is highly, highly likely. It's it's like a 95, 98% probability. I would be shocked if they started laying again. They might, but probably not. Not Darcy. Not Not with her cloaca. Mm -hmm. The way it's looking right now. That would be... Poor thing. She's hurting. That can't feel good. Can you imagine? I can't imagine. No, yeah. It's like getting leprosy of the pussy. Leprosy of the pussy. (laughs) Wow. I'm sorry, but it's like that's basically what it is. Except leprosy is like a bacteria. It's it's like it's like parasitic infection. Oh, I thought it was bacteria. Oh no, not leprosy. The fly strike is a parasitic infection. yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yep. So we may have more to report, but in the meantime. Hope all's well with you. Yeah. Till next time. Catch you next month. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Cosmic Halitosis. If you have questions or comments or want to yell something at us, email us at cosmic with a K halitosis, cosmic halitosis at gmail.com. Please subscribe and like the podcast. And you can follow us on our personal Instagram accounts. I am gorgeous taps. And Temba is Tembizzle, T-E-M-B-I-Z-Z-L-E. Thanks for listening.